This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that proves there's more than one way to make history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today, our week of spine-chilling stories continues with a look at the infamous Donner Party and the desperate measures they took to stay alive. The day was October 28, 1846. A blizzard traps the ill-fated Donner Party in a high mountain pass in California. The pioneers had spent several weeks driving their wagons through the Sierra Nevada mountains and only had about a hundred miles left to go when the storm arrived. That night, the Sierras were buried in several feet of snow, leaving the Donner Party with no path forward. They were forced to backtrack to a nearby lake, where they tried to survive the winter by building makeshift tents and lean-tos. But the blizzard had come at the tail end of the pioneers' journey, so most of the group's livestock and supplies had already been exhausted on the trail. It wasn't long before the food ran out and the pioneers began to starve. The snowstorm may have sealed the Donner's fate, but they had put themselves in its path by traveling through the Sierras so late in the season. The rest of the wagon trains bound for California that year had arrived early enough to cross the treacherous mountain passes before winter arrived, but a few bad decisions delayed the Donner party by a full month. This left them with a hard choice turn back and wait until spring to reach their destination, or press on through potential bad weather and hope the path remained clear. Despite their late arrival, the 20 wagons of the Donner Party had actually set out in April of that year, around the same time as other pioneers on the California Trail. When the party started out from Springfield, Illinois, it consisted of 89 people, including 31 members of the Donner and Reed families. The group followed the typical route to Independence, Missouri, which served as the proper starting point of the California Trail. However, for reasons unknown, the Donner Party didn't arrive there until mid-May, putting them well behind the other wagon trains. On May 24th, a member of the group named Edwin Bryant wrote a disturbingly prescient entry in his diary. He commented, quote, I am beginning to feel alarmed at the tardiness of our movements and fearful that winter will find us in the snowy mountains of California or that we shall suffer from the exhaustion of our supply of provisions. I do not fear for myself, but for the women and children of the emigrants. Singular as it may seem, there are many of our present party who have no just conceptions of the extent and labor of the journey before them. The Donner Party reached the trading outpost of Fort Bridger, Wyoming, on July 27th. From there, most pioneers bound for California traveled north through Idaho and then turned south to cross through Nevada. However, in a bid to make up for lost time, the Donners decided to skip the usual route in favor of a newly blazed shortcut. The idea, and the route, 
came from none other than the man who had blazed it himself, an unscrupulous guidebook author named Lansford Hastings. He sold the Donner Party on taking his supposedly shorter, quicker path through the Wasatch Mountains and across the Salt Lake Desert. The only problem was the shortcut was completely untested. No wagon train had ever taken the so-called Hastings Cutoff. Despite the apparent danger, the members of the Donner Party decided to try their luck on Hastings' shortcut. And as you can probably guess, this proved to be the wrong choice. Instead of saving them time, the untamed trail added an extra 18 days to their journey. By the time they finally reached the Sierra Nevada mountains, it was early October, and the other wagon trains were long gone. The group decided to press on despite the lateness of the season, and they actually made good progress over the next few weeks. If the snow had held off for just a few more days, the Donner Party would have made it down the slopes of the Sierra Nevadas and out of harm's way. Of course, that sadly isn't what happened. On October 28th, the overnight blizzard blocked the mountain pass, stranding most of the group near Truckee Lake. The Donner family and a few others made camp six miles away at Alder Creek. Over the next few months, the pioneers did whatever they could to survive. They slaughtered their oxen for food, they cooked their dogs, they gnawed on bones. Some settlers took down the animal hides that served as the roofs of their makeshift cabins and boiled them into a disgusting paste. When even that was exhausted, they boiled pieces of shoe leather and tree bark. Finally, on December 16th, 15 of the strongest members of the Donner Party set out west on makeshift snowshoes in search of help. The hikers wandered through the frozen wasteland for the next three weeks. Along the way, they discussed the increasingly likely prospect of cannibalism. They talked about drawing straws to determine who would make the ultimate sacrifice. Another idea was to have two men fight to the death for the right to eat the other. In the end, neither option was necessary, as several members of the expedition soon died naturally, either by freezing or starving to death. The survivors roasted and consumed their bodies. This gruesome act was not done in vain. Seven of the original 15 hikers eventually made it to civilization, where they were able to organize a rescue party for the rest. Today, their desperate expedition is known as the Forlorn Hope, a term for soldiers who embark on a dangerous mission that will almost surely get them killed. Unfortunately, because the winter weather made the mountains so dangerous, the first rescuers didn't reach the survivors at Truckee Lake until February 19, 1847. When they finally made it to the snowbound camp, the rescuers fed the starving settlers and replenished their supplies as best they could. Then, they evacuated as many people as they could safely bring back with them at once. Over the next month and a half, three more rescue parties would return for the other survivors. The wait for those left behind was excruciating. The members of the Donner Party who had stayed at Truckee Lake had managed to avoid cannibalism through all the desperate methods I mentioned earlier. 
but as they waited for their turn to be rescued, eventually the settlers were forced to cannibalize the frozen corpses of their fellow travelers. In the end, it's estimated that about half of the Donner Party's 45 survivors had resorted to eating human flesh. Even before the last survivors reached safety in late April, malicious rumors about the Donner Party had spread far and wide. These distorted accounts described a band of crazed emigrants who had taken to eating each other not for survival, but for pleasure. Of course, the reality is that there was no pleasure to be found in eating the starved bodies of one's closest kin. Those who did so were haunted by what they'd done for the rest of their lives. The fact that the survivors were hounded by cruel insinuations and cheap jokes about their suffering is another of the many tragedies of the story of the Donner Party. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHC Show. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and you can write to us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another scary day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.